It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. Who sounds incredibly depressed today. Ooh, it's going to be a rough one. <laughs> and I'm Mo, and we're the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerds shows and podcasts air on LTN Radio first, and you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. That's right. So if you are listening to our show on podcasts, you are late. And you're missing out on all that we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com and download the Live 365 app. Search and favorite LTN Radio. Today on the show, we're talking about Christians and the election. Whoop, whoop. Uh, we also got a junk food Tuesday, and that was not a sincere whoop whoop. No, so it wasn't. You know. <laughs> we also got a junk food Tuesday, a taste test, and ask us anything. Five random facts, a lot more. But first, today is Tuesday, November third, twenty twenty, and we got some holidays to celebrate. I'm really going to need you to be a little more I'm energized. Gonna, I'll get there. I understand that it's not a happy day, but. <laughs> Uh, it is National Sandwich Day. That's something to that be happy about. That is something about. to be happy now, about. Now, Daedra, get in the kitchen and make him a sandwich. <laughs> I, I wouldn't trust Daedra to make me a sandwich. <laughs> Even if she doesn't have to cook it, she'd burn it. Oh, my goodness. That's just She'll tell you. She'll tell you. Even our kids. Our kids, every time I make something that Daedra usually makes, uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, it's not black. <laughs> <laughs> Deidre asked, did you like daddy's better? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because he didn't burn it. <laughs> and it's not for lack of trying. It's not like she doesn't know how long to cook it. It's like something always happens when she's cooking yeah. where she loses track of time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, this grilled cheese is black on the side. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> Poor wife. Poor Daedra. Uh, it's also <laughs> National Homemaker Day. Oh, well, that's mostly me. I was going to say. me during the week and her during the weekends. Yeah. So we split it. We, we talked about this last week. Yeah. If you want, want an update, go, <laughs> go back to the Great to Laundry Debate episode show. last Monday. Yeah. Uh, and hey, something to be happy about. Let's all do a happy dance. It's our favorite. It's election day. <laughs> oh, gosh, guys. <laughs> I just. I woke up this morning with the biggest headache, (laughs) (laughs) and it's not going to stop. You're right. (laughs) And I'm one of those people that since I've been old enough to vote, I have to stay up as late as coverage goes until they either say we have a winner or we're not going to have a winner tonight, go to bed. I just... I stayed up. What was like three a.m. last last time, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then time before that was uh, the two times before that it was relatively early. Two times before that it was like before midnight. It was like ten p.m. I feel like Obama, Obama. Before that it was George Bush versus John Kerry. 
Woo. Which was the first one that I was able to vote in, I think. Yeah, that was 2004. Uh, and Can we just bring Bush back? <laughs> he was. Remember when he threw that baseball after 9-11? <laughs> Wasn't that a great time? Didn't we all feel like one country? We all need a little... <laughs> little bit of a bush presidency yeah that was my first one and i remember that one was very that was heavily contested that was that big mm-hmm. they were at each other's throats yeah for that one and still compares not at all to this year no <laughs> but i'm sitting here thinking as far back as i can remember we have always thought this is the most historical election there's been <laughs> the most important one yeah if you only vote in one election in your whole life, it must be this one. Every uh, time, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, let, can't, we can't get into yeah, it okay. yet. We're going to be talking about this all show. So buckle up, everybody. So now's the time to get started, really. I don't, why are you cutting us off? <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get to that, we're going to play a game of Onion, Not Onion, hmm. everybody. So this game, I've got three headlines Two of these headlines are fake fabrications from publications like The Onion or Babylon Bee, and one of them is real, and Mo and you at home are going to try and guess which one is the real one. What is real? What is real? Here we go. Headline number one. Man who only waited 15 minutes to vote worried experience is too easy to be legitimate. <laughs> NASA announces Moon will be leaving Earth's orbit to take on new position with bigger planet. That's fair. President Trump's Twitter accessed by outside source who guessed the password was MAGA2020 with an exclamation point. Wow. Which one do you think is the real one? The first one. Man who waited only 15 minutes, worried experience was too easy to be legitimate. A Dutch security researcher says he accessed President Trump's wow. Twitter account last week by guessing his password. Wow. M-A-G-A 2020 with an exclamation point. <laughs> okay. I mean. <laughs> I mean, this is the president of the United States who you would think would have somebody helping him. With security issues. But that just proves to me he has had an iron grip on his cell phone and Twitter account since day one and has never let anybody on to help him guide what he's doing on there, which has been probably his biggest most downfall. obvious downfall. Yeah. yeah. If, he, if there was just one person between him and that cell phone. Just one. <laughs> That's all we need. Melania, what are you doing? Quit changing the rose garden. Just watch over the phone. <laughs> That's what we need you to do. That's it. Stop sending me text messages after text message and just watch the phone. Mo accidentally signed up for a, <laughs> a newsletter of some sort that just will not stop texting Five times a day. Five times a day. This is Eric. Uh, this is Don Jr. This is Melania. V- no, it's not. Stop lying to me and whoever you really are. Stop texting me. Your name is Craig and you live with your parents. You get paid $5 an hour to send me these text messages. 
Victor Victor Gevers, a security researcher at the GDI Foundation and chair of the Dutch Institute of Vulnerable Vulnerability. Vul- I can't say this word. Vulnerability. Thank you. You're Disclosure, <laughs> which finds and reports security vulnerability. <laughs> told TechCrunch he guessed the president's account password and was successful on the fifth attempt. Fifth. It took him five tries to guess that. It usually takes like a computer program that's running like several different ones a second. He took five shots at it and he got in. The account was not protected by two-factor authentication. (laughs) You're the president of the United States! You don't even have two-factor authentication on Matt's a little upset. <laughs> I'm so by disappointed. I'm so disappointed. I didn't read the story all the way through. I'm so disappointed. But here's the thing. Do we know? I have to have two factor authentication on. <laughs> Apparently, what I have to say is not important. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was already on the way out of my head before you started talking. Do we know for sure that it was his actual Twitter account? Mm-hmm. Like, is it how? Are, it's not the president one, it's his personal one, the at real Donald Trump. That's the one, but it just, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't a hacker. I mean, this is a company that does these kind of things in order to usually sell their services. I don't think they're doing that for the president, but, uh, yeah. So he logged in, then he emailed, uh, the Homeland security cyber unit, uh, and the, uh, cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency to disclose the security lapse. (sighs) <sighs> he proved that he had gotten into it by posting a screenshot of him in the actual editing portion of the profile, which I would assume is hard to fake. I don't know. Why would you fake it? It wasn't ever it, this. As far as I can tell, this story wasn't played up as any sort of political move. Yeah, I didn't actually hear it on the news or anything. I just found it on TechCrunch uh, last week. So it's not I don't think this was any kind of uh scam or anything like that and uh it's not the first time this has happened either the first time was in 2016 when the same guy and two others on his team cracked trump's password from uh the 2012 linkedin breach the researchers took his password which was you're fired (laughs) all lowercase his catchphrase from the television show The Apprentice and found that it led it into his Twitter account. So the same guy's gotten into his, Twitter, his the president's Twitter account two times. I really don't. I, I, I just don't know how to feel. All right. First of all, folks, if your password is made up of actual words, especially if they're all lowercase, you're doing it wrong. Because that's how it's that's how people break in. It's very simple. You need a string. Guess my password. <laughs> guess it right now. I don't. I I can't just guess it. But there are people who are trained to like stalk your profile, learn all. You you post all these these um. You about to call Surveys me of all the places you've been and all the things you love and all your friends and family and pets and all this stuff. All these general things that people use to make passwords. Oh, I know. And they scan all that stuff. And then they just try every single version of every single one of them. All yep. the dates, and birthdays, all that And they ain't going to figure out my password from any of that. <laughs> 
They might be able to find my, what's the security question answer? They might be able to find that. <laughs> That's another way. <laughs> they might be able to find that. But they ain't going to figure out my password. One of my favorite um, screen grabs from a, a Facebook post from a few years ago was... Your social security number is how much money you have in the bank. How rich are you? Uh-huh. And they just type out their social right there in the comments. Wow, I got 8,500, 800, blah, 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 mm -hmm. million dollars. Now so do I. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I've taken out a credit card or several in your name. Mm -hmm. uh, people. I mean... <laughs> What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's a funny one right there. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's take a break here. It is Junk Food Tuesday, y'all. We're going to have fun with that. There's more. <laughs> Back row morning show in just a few. Stick around. This week in Nerdy News... This is LTNN. Reshoots for Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League are now underway, and I don't care what you naysayers say, I am so dang excited for a four-hour-long Justice League movie that may feature Ryan Reynolds reprising his role as Green Lantern, okay? I don't care if both those movies were critically panned. I need a little hope in my life, and so I'm banking on some redemption. Speaking of comic book adaptations, after several changes to the cast, Why the Last Man is beginning production. Ben Schnetzer will play Yorick Brown, and his pet monkey named Ampersand will now be CG animated. Why the Last Man is set to premiere on FX on Hulu in 2021. The play date has been rescheduled. Panic has announced new plans for the debut of its retro-styled Pacific Northwest developed portable gaming device. The play date, after COVID-related shutdowns forced the company to abandon its 2020 release date. The play date was announced by Panic uh, from Portland, Oregon in May of last year. It's an old-fashioned handheld console made to run black and white 2-bit games on a 2.7-inch unlit screen with a special hand crank controller on its side and modern content delivery system. The first round of games for this system are all originals. This is not simply some sort of cheap knockoff handheld that you'd buy at the store at one of those kiosks at Christmas time. Instead, this is a handheld that promises a brand new experience while delivering on the nostalgia factor. Since the official release date has been pushed back, you can still get in on the pre-ordering right now. And lastly, on November 17th, Disney Plus is releasing the brand new Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, featuring characters from the most recent trilogy. Hmm, a Star Wars Holiday Special. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Calm down, Chewie. That is going to do it for this week in Nerdy News. I've been Station Manager Matt, and this is LTNN.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. If you're listening on the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember that all of our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours. And we'd love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That is right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone a device. Uh, but before we do anything else, I got five random facts for you. Boop, 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 boop. About election day. Hey. Ready? Another reminder. <laughs> yep. It wasn't until the 1890s that secret ballots became commonly used in America. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, 1890s. 18, 1890s. Not 1990. I'm like, really? That is just... That was in our lifetime. Yeah. Wow. They really trusted each other back then. <laughs> <laughs> 18. 18. I mean, I feel like this year, it's even more secretive <laughs> it's like not only are the ballots secretive who we're voting for is secretive for a lot of people because we don't want to die or we don't want to be ridiculed or anything i mean it's that's a general gen, genuine concern for a lot of people in a lot of areas in this country right now which is crazy to me i have felt like that since 2004 i've never felt like that before i felt i felt you know that you know anger you know back and forth and blah 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 this is the first time i felt like people are really actually scared their life is going to be taken if they put one sign or the other in their yard well it has gotten pretty crazy here i will say that (laughs) um you've killed quite a few people already Um, in the 1872 election, here you go. <coughs> President Grant ran against a dead man. Horace Greeley, his opponent, died during the election process. I do remember learning about that? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, told you. Individual states decide how and when to register voters, which has often led to confusion. Only 13 states actually allow registration on Election Day. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I know that one. Our state's one of those that doesn't, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, George Washington spent his entire campaign budget, which was 50 pounds, on 160 (laughs) gallons of liquor to serve to potential voters. (laughs) <laughs> i mean it's a good way to you vote for me yeah mm, got some beer here yeah i mean either i'm gonna if you vote for me appeal to <laughs> that side of you or i'm gonna get you drunk enough, get you drunk enough <laughs> like hey pull this lever real quick yeah mm-hmm, exactly right. okay. um and lastly as a follow-up to the last one up until 2012, it was illegal in South Carolina to buy alcohol on Election Day. On Election Day, yeah, yeah. okay. I yeah. mean, I get that one. I get it. Like, you're voting for the country here. Guys, let's do it soberly. Let's do it with a sound mind. <laughs> Drink after you vote. <laughs> it may be the only way you make it through. <laughs> All right, it is Junk Food Tuesday. Uh, despite the fact that Mo and I are both constantly on and off diets, there's only one thing we can't deny. We love junk food. I'm going to need you to change And each that. week. <laughs> <laughs> Quit telling people my business. You ain't got that right. <laughs> <laughs> we like to discuss new and upcoming junk foods that have been spotted in stores or announced. And later in the show, we're going to have a taste test. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mo's over here looking at her phone. 
was checking. Like, what diet am I on right now? <laughs> what week is it? <laughs> is this paleo week? <laughs> am I on the bagel diet where you just eat bagels? The egg yolk diet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? We started the show with you in a weird funk, and I think it's just. Transferring it on over. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, let's see if these new junk foods make you a little happier here. Okay. Snyder's of Hanover is Ooh, releasing. Yes, I'm already happy. <laughs> pretzel rounds, pretzel balls uh, that are dipped in milk chocolate. I mean, it's like a, like a, like a. What are those called? Flips? No. I got really excited, and I'm super let down. <laughs> <laughs> what are those things called? Flips. You're are they right. flips? Yes, okay. Yeah. Flips. I haven't had those in forever. Do they still make those? <sighs> yeah, they still make them. Are they good still? I mean, they're all right. Are they good they're back then? Chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah. I make them every winter. They melt <laughs> before you can eat them. Flips don't do that though. Yes, they do. No. They ain't got the same chocolate that M and M's do, so that it doesn't melt in your hand. <laughs> M&M's has the same chocolate. It's just covered in the candy shell. <laughs> Your facts are wrong. <laughs> well, this isn't fat time. <laughs> How, do you How do you expect people to trust your facts <laughs> at fact time if you can't get your facts right <laughs> elsewhere? <laughs> Returning for Christmas, hostess holiday sprinkled cupcakes and mint chocolate Twinkies, which... I, I'll admit I have not had one of the chocolate Twinkie varieties, but in my head, that is not a Twinkie. They don't, this, neither of these sound good to me at They're all. They're holiday sprinkled cupcakes. I enjoy. I'm not a Hostess fan. <gasps> I am a little Debbie fan. <gasps> yeah, no, no. I, yeah, me yep. too, actually. See? Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. But. Big Debra. Except for Twinkies. Big Debra. Big Debra. <laughs> <laughs> but except for Twinkies. Cloud cakes with little Debbie. No, thank you. Those are garbage. I'm not even a Twinkie fan. I was I'm a like Twinkie a fan. I'm like a once a year Twinkie. That's fan. The thing. So, so I don't think you're really a Twinkie fan. <laughs> well, I don't hate it. I like I hate black licorice. I will never eat it again. So I'm not a black licorice fan. No, but I think that you like the idea of a Twinkie, and you're yes. like, okay, I'll eat a Twinkie, forgetting that it's really it's like. Eating the kitchen sponge. <laughs> and then you take one you know, bite and you're like, oh. Yeah, you may be right. <laughs> like, I'll eat one and I'll be like, that was all right. And then I'm like halfway through the second, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. This experience is over. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, all right. The white fudge covered Oreos are back. Ooh. Always a hit. Always a hit. Okay. Super delicious. Okay. Uh, M&M's coming out with a key lime pie flavor in Easter. Easter time. They've been hyping this actually for over a year now, their new key lime pie recipe. So initially, I'm like, ooh, that sounds good. But then I remember that M&M's is chocolate, and so it's chocolate mixed with key lime flavor. Well, it's going to be, be a white chocolate. It'll be yeah, like a but, cream. But still. It could be good. I feel like it could be good. But then M&M's M &M's is like... Hit or miss. 100%, 0%. Yeah, There's every time. no in between. Every time. <laughs> But I, gotta, but I gotta give them the, I gotta give them the benefit of the doubt because they have been working on this for a long time and this is already an update from a previous key lime flavor it wasn't key lime pie I think it was just key, key lime flavor that didn't quite hit the mark and so they 
took it off and they've been working on this new version for a long long time all right then I it, believe better in be, it better be more than 100 if you have been I working on this for a long long time <laughs> if you've already failed at it once took it off the shelves and you're you've been working on it for a while listen you ain't got nothing but room for success at this point. <laughs> all right so that's something we're going to look at for taste tests in the future also we're going to look for the sour patch kids white chocolate bunny for easter a Ooh. white chocolate bunny full of sour patch kid bits remember the cookie you remember the chips ahoy cookie with the sour patch kid bits Okay, hold on, hold on. I need you to talk this out with me. It's not a hollow bunny with Sour Patch Kids inside. No. Okay. <laughs> that would be better, I think. But just the visual of the hollow bunny. Popping the bunny out of all the little multicolored children pouring yeah. out. Blech. Yeah, you're right. But no, this will be a solid uh, white chocolate flavored bunny with Sour Patch Kids inside. Okay like in the mix okay it's gonna be gross uh arby's has returned with their this is a, i think it's been two years since they've had this their deep fried turkey club and their market fresh cranberry deep fried turkey sandwich oh now that mm -hmm. is the bomb diggity mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is thanksgiving in a sandwich right there <laughs> i don't even need to have thanksgiving leftovers just take me to arby's yeah i mean look when Arby's says they got the meats, guys, they got, they the, got meats. the meats. They do the meats pretty well. Even our Arby's. Yeah. Uh, our Arby's has been, at some point, the most rundown restaurant. Now, not not lately. They refurbished the mm -hmm. restaurant and they've it's clean and everything. But even when it was janky and dirty, that food was still dang good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I did not think twice about eating it. <laughs> but Go never, across the street to KFC that looked exactly the same, and you best believe I was leaving that drive-through. <laughs> I don't understand how that KFC is still in business. I don't it has never cleaned a thing, <laughs> from what I can tell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, gotta, come visit Clovis, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's half great. Just look on the left side of the street, not the right side of the... No, whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dove white chocolate and lemon meringue. Ooh. Little chocolate candies. Again, I'm right back to where I was with the M&Ms <laughs> and the key lime. It's They get me with those those flavors that I love, and then I'm like, oh, but I don't think... I don't now, know. Dove has a good track record. I've never had a bad Dove candy. I See, and I'm really not a super fan of no, Dove candy. No? Really? I... I mean, to me, there's other chocolates that I prefer more. What do you prefer more than Dove? Uh, what is the round one? Ooh, Lintz. Lintz. Yeah. I like Lintz. Yeah. I like Ghirardelli. Nah, I've never been a Ghirardelli fan. Oh, I like Ghirardelli. Uh, I think Dove would be, like, thir third. third. As far okay. as specialty chocolates are concerned. Do you consider Hershey's Nuggets specialty chocolates? No. Because I do, and they're delicious. They ain't specialty. When they came out, they were they were advertised exclusively to women. Do you remember that? Hershey's Nuggets? No. They were exclusively advertised to women. It was like your treasure at the end of the day for your hard day at home caring for those children. <laughs> That's how it was advertised. All right, Hershey. <laughs> so I see what you're doing. So I remember like. When I was a kid, you know, that's when they came out when we were ch when we were children. I'm like, am I allowed to buy these? <laughs> I'm 
shouldn't these be in the lady section with all the lady things? That's kind of funny. <sighs> I have a hard time with Hershey. I'll be really honest. Because I grew up going to Hershey Park. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. And so, and the second you walk through that entry gate, it's like you take one big whiff in and all you smell for the rest of the day is chocolate. It's like heaven. I'm not lying. <laughs> but I'm just not a big Hershey fan as huh. far as eating it is concerned. And I've always felt like massive amounts of guilt for not being a Hershey fan. <laughs> All right. Well, Clancy's is coming out with a potato chip that tastes like turkey and stuffing. Didn't work as candy corn last week. No, but I could definitely Might see it Might work working. on a potato chip. Yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You know, even though I felt like I was dying, that taste test was our best one. It's pretty funny. <laughs> our best worst one. I've shown it to my kids. Uh, I've shown it to all my friends. Uh, what'd you say? You said your husband said that the turkey one turned you into a turkey. Yeah, because your, I tried to fly your, away. <laughs> flapping <laughs> your arms. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like, did you see the close up at the end that I did on the yes. video? <laughs> you always pick the most unflattering. It was too funny. I'm glad your you face, think it's so your, funny. Your facial reaction was just so funny. It was uh, bad. Eli's like, is she crying? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's miserable right now. <laughs> That's what you do. Gosh. <laughs> Deidre refused to taste one. Good. I <laughs> uh, got John to taste one. I still need to post that video. I have a bonus video of John. Uh, it might already be up by the time you hear this, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that we get that up. Uh, I had my mother-in-law taste some, but she lost most of her sense of taste and smell a long time ago. Yeah. She tried all six. Didn't phase her at all. I'm like, man, you're lucky. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I, you know, my lead teacher yeah. is a candy corn fan. And so I want to take them and stick them in her candy corn jar. Jar. Jeez. I got some candy flavor. corn jar. <laughs> and just watch. <laughs> just just sit back and watch. <laughs> Pranked. <laughs> She's vomiting on the floor. I hope, I hope it's one of the days that we have students live in person. <laughs> All right. Nestle's Sensations Cinnamilk is coming out. Cinnamon Toast Crunch flavored milk. Hey, I don't care how unhealthy it is. Sounds pretty good. It sounds amazing. Pretty, pretty good. It is the only cereal that I will drink the milk after. Yeah. Yeah, that's one I definitely will. Yeah. Uh, Pillsbury Hot Cocoa Cookie Dough with marshmallow-flavored chips is the new addition to their Eat or Bake line. Eat the cookie dough or bake the cookies. You trying to figure that out in your head? Yes. Hot Cocoa Cookie I, Dough. There's Pillsbury Hot Cocoa Cookie Dough with marshmallows. <laughs> Hold up. Marshmallow-flavored chips. So not actual marshmallows. It does sound... Sounds pretty good. Decent. Sounds pretty good. Uh, all right, two things from Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's has their Hog Heaven pizza right now. It's Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and normal bacon. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? But they also have a new dessert in the form of pumpkin spice cookie bars. Follows the s'mores cookie bars layout, so it's got that little rectangle that come in. You cook them in that thing. Sounds pretty good. 
I mean, if you like pumpkin spice, I do. And I think since I can't eat the pumpkin pie because of the texture, this might be a close, you know, second. This might might be a good replacement. Yeah, there we go. Might be a good replacement. Yeah. A good fill in. That's yeah. Because I like oh, like I like pumpkin bread. Ooh, I love pumpkin bread. Ooh, I'm burping just thinking of it. Uh, so I bet I would really like these cookies. Ooh, a pumpkin roll. Oh, those like big Swiss cake roll things with the pumpkin cake. Oh my gosh. It's got to be done right. I grew up with the best pumpkin roll baker that there ever was. Well, there is a good one in this town. My wife's work gives out uh, pumpkin rolls and pecan pies from a local baker uh, every year to their clients. Who's the baker? I don't know. Uh, But but they they roll it in... uh, pecans as well mm. so it's got this pecan crust over it. oh my goodness gracious it's so good it's so good y'all oh it's making me forget what today is mm. <laughs> that's what we need <laughs> another uh chicken restaurant is jumping into the chicken sandwich game churches is now coming out with their chicken sandwich crispy fried chicken breast filet three pickles mayo on a cross-cut brioche bun that is brushed with their honey butter their little kick to it so here's the deal what makes chick-fil-a's chicken sandwich so special is that if you eat it with just the way it comes just the pickles Mm -hmm. or with no pickles just the chicken on the bun it's amazing still Mm -hmm. all of these other jokers that are popping up have to add mayo or some sort of special sauce to it and that's where you're getting your flavor the flavor ain't coming from the chicken the the, that fried chicken is the same garbage fried chicken that they've had for their entire existence it's coming from the sauce that's what you're getting confused on guys that's where i'm sticking my claim and this is why i think that way because i don't like sauce on my sandwiches and so i went to a uh, popeye's chicken ready to be proven wrong ready to have a fantastic chicken sandwich and i ordered it without the sauce that it came on it and it was eh. it was on par with like a a wendy's chicken sandwich which is good but it's not a chick-fil-a chicken sandwich i'm sorry guys anybody who believes the churches or the uh, popeye's chicken sandwich is better you're walking down a dangerous path (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Lined with mayo. Ugh. I'm mayo on chicken. Ugh. We talked about mayo on eggs the other day. Ugh. Just mayo on chicken. Ugh. You know, and I do agree. I That used to be, when I was in high school, we got Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches delivered every day. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And that was something that you could, I think it cost like $5 to get one. I but, would pay it. Yeah. And so I can remember getting a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich and just eating it straight out of the package. And people would be like, you ain't going to put mayonnaise on that? You ain't going <gasps> to? No. No. I like mayonnaise. Yeah. But I am not going to ruin right. what is already amazing. That's what makes it so popular. Yeah. Is that it's the flavor. Yeah. The chicken is the flavor. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. Man. But I will also say this. I do not like going to Chick-fil-A for just chicken. I like going to Chick-fil-A for their chicken sandwich. There are other chicken restaurants that I feel like have better, like, chicken tenders. 
Yeah, but I like their chicken tenders. They're marinated in something. But what you're good. saying about Popeye's yeah, you're chicken absolutely sandwich right, though. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Is the reverse as you're far as Chick-fil-A's right. chicken tenders are concerned. But I'm not sure that's the case about the nuggets. Their nuggets are unlike any other nugget. And I dare say they are superior because they're actual cuts of chicken. They're not mashed and formed chicken sludge. You know, though, I do like Sonic's popcorn chicken. Yeah, okay, but that is the same kind. Yeah. yeah it is, It's but it's thicker batter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still like actual pieces yeah. of chicken. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they're, on, they're on par. Yeah. Uh, at least in quality, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right this for some reason to me sounds inappropriate okay party bagels I don't it might just be me no why that sounds inappropriate but it sounds inappropriate to me party bagels at einstein brothers bagels they're calling them party bagels because they're a bagel shop and they don't want to call them donuts but they are donuts uh. <laughs> but they only offer two things and they're kind of like donut sandwiches so here they, the two are. One of them is the churro party bagel, which features a donut that is sliced in half like a bagel, spread with a sweet cream cheese buttercream frosting, and dusted with cinnamon sugar on top. No? I'm, I am about to... Uh, what's the other one? <laughs> the other one is the chocolate birthday cake uh, party bagel. Takes a sliced donut, uses it as a sandwich, a layer of chocolate buttercream frosting, and then finished on top with a coating of chocolate frosting and confetti sprinkles. Okay, this is why I'm shaking my head. I want to know when they started this, because our tiny little donut shop here in town... (laughs) has been doing stuff like this for a while now. Yes! Uh, I'm not even sure they're out yet. See? But I I highly doubt (laughs) Einstein Brothers in New York. (laughs) You don't know... You know, that's the thing with social media today. <laughs> that's true. You know? Go follow some of those backwood towns donut shops. Yeah. And let's see what ideas we can steal. Exactly. Does uh, our donut shop do a churro one? I don't think that we do a churro one. We do have a pumpkin roll one. Really? Yes. Mm. Mm. I'm on keto. <laughs> uh, just for today. <laughs> and finally, Chick-fil-A, speaking of Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A's bottles of Chick-fil-A sauce and Polynesian sauce, which have been hyped now for, I think, well before our first taste test, like oh, almost a half a year ago or more, are finally going to start rolling out in stores. Uh, so you can buy Chick-fil-A sauce, Polynesian sauce. They're in the bottles that kind of look like shampoo bottles. <laughs> look like head and shoulders bottles or something like shampoo. that. Shampoo. You, you laughed in the middle. I couldn't figure out what you said. <laughs> They're in the poo bottles. <laughs> I wasn't. What kind of bottles? <laughs> uh, they'll roll out to select stores, which I think include Walmart uh, in mid-November, and then there will be everywhere in early 2021. So, okay. And when I mean everywhere, I mean like everywhere. They'll be all over your car, all over your house. Yeah. They'll be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about our main topic. <sighs> Today is the day. It's election day, and yes, we know. Just like last year, in fact. 
uh, most recent elections, neither option sound or last year, last time, uh, like most recent elections, neither option sounds all that appealing from a Christian standpoint. But here are a few reasons that you should definitely take the time to vote today if you haven't already. All right. Three reasons why Christians should vote. Number hey, one. I'm going to take a nap. Go ahead. (laughs) Political involvement demonstrates love for our neighbors. Jesus told us in Matthew 22 that the greatest commandment is to love God with all that we are and how we, and he went on to say that the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Using our voice and our vote as Christians to influence the political landscape of our country is one way we can show love to our neighbors. Good laws and well-run government are essential to produce a flourishing society. Uh, obeying these two commandments includes seeking legislation that protects the sanctity of life, religious freedom, uh, family, and that compassionately cares for those in need. Engaging in politics allows us to uh, affect change, and uh, it's essential for believers who love their neighbors. you agree with that one? Sure. you agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. I see the argument there. Number two, political involvement demonstrates reverence for God. Paul writes in Romans 13 that Christians should respect and be subject to their government uh, governing authorities because there is no authority except that which God has established. The Bible explicitly expresses an obligation to our government that is derived from God's authority. So as Americans, we are allowed the unique opportunity to influence our laws. For Christians, this means we must bring our biblical worldview to the public square. If we begin to remove ourselves from politics, this opens the door for moral decay and a culture shift, inevitably changing the direction of a government that honors God. That makes sense to you too? Mm-hmm. That good? All right. yeah. And number three, <gasps> political involvement shows respect for the Bible. Second Timothy tells us that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Every good work definitely includes leveraging our faith to influence politics in a way that seeks to build God, build God's kingdom on earth. Believers must understand a biblical worldview speaks into every aspect of our lives, including some of today's most controversial issues. Voting is an opportunity for us to love our neighbor by using our voice and our vote to influence the political landscape of the country. It's an opportunity for us to live out biblical principles in every area of our lives as we become a source for good in our communities and our nation. And another verse that capitulates, uh, capitulates, captures the idea, well, is, I don't know where that word came from, (laughs) Galatians 6.10, which says, therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people. And the previous verse is powerful reminder to not give up and grow weary in doing good either. So voting is important. We've established that principle with these three points. Okay. Okay. So that's where we, that's where we're ending this segment right there. Okay. It's important to vote. So do it now. <laughs> if you haven't voted yet, go vote today. If the polls are open right now, you can skip the rest of the show. It'll be on podcast later. Go vote right now. Yes. But that and being said, just kidding. <laughs> we're not going to tell you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just joking. Kanye West, obviously. <laughs> Yeezy for preasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying. Can you imagine? Can you imagine President Kanye being sworn in 
It would be President West. No. Nah, Why it does everybody it would keep not. saying You know it would not be. He wouldn't call himself that. He would call himself President Yi. <laughs> or Yay, whatever. Y E. How he has his Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a, it would be a sight to behold uh, so we're going to take a quick break when we come back we are going to dive deeper into this election specifically about why we may uh, all be in for a big surprise tonight or in the coming days mm, but first up a taste test buckle up your taste buds when we come back to the back row morning show <laughs> What did you say earlier about not being able to drink on election day? (laughs) (laughs) Stick around. This is Mo from the Back Row Morning Show, and I've got your five random facts. Canadians say sorry so much that in 2009, a law was passed that an apology can't be used as an admission of guilt. If a polar bear and grizzly bear mate, their offspring is called a pizzy bear. Nintendo trademarked the phrase, it's on like Donkey Kong in 2010. A single strand of spaghetti is called a spaghetto. And if you point your car keys to your head, it increases the remote's signal range. For more random facts and hilarious nonsense, tune in to the Back Row Morning Show Monday through Thursday at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Max. And I'm Mo. And we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. You can also find us on your uh, Echo devices. Go into your Alexa app, search for the LTN Radio skill, and then all you have to say is, Alexa, play Love Thy Nerd anytime stay up to date with our shows and enjoy our amazing mix of music which we have playing throughout the day 24 7 24 7 before we get back to our topic of the day we've got a taste test each junk food tuesday we taste test something new or odd or both and today i got to pick our taste test (laughs) now of course this will be plenty entertaining in audio form but it's even better on video i'm pointing at a camera right now we record all of our taste tests and put the full video on our facebook page at the back row ltn so go like us and never miss a bite oh gosh okay what do you have for us today there with with the word play so you never miss a bite <laughs> I, I got it you got it you picked up you picked I up on finally that. picked that up <laughs> all right you ready i'm just nervous that you're gonna get me back for the the turkey candy corn i'm probably not gonna get you back <laughs> probably is the word that listen that worries me <laughs> i've been exhausted the last few days and so when i went to pick the taste test for today i was like you don't want eh, really anything that's gonna gross you out whatever <laughs> exactly <laughs> This is punishment for me just as much as it is for you. That's true. And I learned that the hard way last week. Yes, you did. All right. So I got what we call fruit jerky. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the company named Soli. 
It is one whole organic banana with pecans. Well, in the form of jerky. Why is it brown? Oh, because of the pecans. <laughs> okay. Or a banana. Bananas aren't brown. Unless they're gross bananas. Does this look like a good banana to you? No. <laughs> exactly. So when I left. Let me look at that package. Tell the story. You when I left the house and told Chris that this was going to be our taste test, he was like, this sounds amazing. And I was like, really? Because I think it sounds kind of gross. But I mean. I mean, I like these flavors. I like banana. I like pecans. I like banana bread. How much different could this be? It yeah, looks, it just looks weird. It's got like that oily stuff that you get from meat in these jerky things. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know what that is, so that's weirding me out a bit. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it only has two ingredients, banana and pecan. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll let you open that up. I, this is a weird product. Well, listen, and we have to eat it before next week because it's best by <laughs> November 18th. So, I mean, it had to be this week's taste test. There was no going around it. Yeah, the only thing that's going to make me nervous is the texture. Woo! It smells like banana baby food. Mm. Oh! That, that is... That's like a banana sour patch kid. It's like sour smelling. Oh, it rips gross. <laughs> Why does it look like meat? It doesn't look like meat. That looks like meat. That's a meat bite. Ew. You just ate one whole banana with pecans. So it's a whole banana. Oh, it stinks. My gosh, it stinks. It smells like... Banana baby food. It sounds like it smells like sour bananas. It's like someone took a banana runt and covered it in the sour patch kid stuff. Are you ready? Are you gonna stop talking long enough to actually do the taste? If I stop test? talking, I'll have to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Mo. Alright, here we go. Oh. Remember, I don't like bananas. You know that's right, you don't. Okay. Oh. I am not a fan. Oh. Oh, it's too sharp. It's too sharp of a flavor for bananas. Oh, my word. The texture's not bad. It's just like mushy. It doesn't, doesn't, not beef jerky texture. It's not even mushy. It's like. Ooh, okay. Hey. It is oddly somewhere in between solid and mush. I don't understand. <laughs> I worked most of that banana flavor out. Now I'm tasting a lot of pecan, and it's much better. No, now it's worse. Oh, now it's worse. It came back strong. I can't decide if I want to eat the rest of it or not. <laughs> I don't it like it. I don't like it. It took such a sharp turn so fast. Oh, gosh. This is the weirdest taste test ever. <sighs> I feel like it's very uneventful because... 
what is that wicked bar? Ugh. It had three different levels of flavor at three different times. First, it was sharp and sour. Then it was muted and pecan flavored. And then it was just nasty. I don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> Did you eat all your half? Yeah, I ate all my half. Eat the rest of it. No. Get it out of here. Nope. Ugh. You can throw it in the trash. <laughs> so you're, you're on the fence? <laughs> I feel it's, like if you don't know if you like it, you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. But I can't decide if I like hate it. I hated it. If it was the only thing on the planet to eat... Yeah. I would eat it. Yeah. But I would also be very upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be happy. Yeah. Really couldn't see me any real jerky. <laughs> it's banana jerky. Yeah, it's a strong super strong banana flavor. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm disappointed in that when I heard you first say the word fruit jerky, yeah. In my mind, I pictured a fruit roll up. Mm-hmm. And so, anything that wasn't a fruit roll-up was going to be a disappointment for me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like you said. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I'd have gotten used to it if I took another bite, knowing what was going to happen. No, you wouldn't have. Maybe. <laughs> I didn't. I might have. Uh, okay. If I'd eaten a whole banana <laughs> with pecans, if I ate that whole thing... And then had to survive on nothing but those, like you said. I'd do it, I'm sure. I wouldn't just starve. But I think I'd much rather have a whole banana. And I don't like and bananas. And a handful of pecans. And a handful <laughs> of pecans. That would have been... I, oh, I still got this gross, sour flavor in my yeah. throat. It's like a... It's... It's a overripe banana. Definitely. That banana was ready for banana bread. Definitely. That yeah. was not a banana that you needed to be eating. Yeah. Definitely not hydro-pressed into a strip. Ugh. Blech. Well, there you go. That was my payback for the spoiled meat <laughs> candy, candy corn. corn. <laughs> if y'all haven't watched that video yet, <laughs> go find it. It's still making me convulse. At the back row LTN. (laughs) You'll see that video from last week and this video from this week. I don't understand why I'm convulsing currently. (laughs) It was a traumatic experience. It it was traumatic. (laughs) You will wake up sweating in the middle of the night. (laughs) It was bad. bad (laughs) Uh, Listen, Mila did ask me. Yeah. So, Mom. Since you don't like candy corn, did having that candy corn make you like regular candy corn any better? And I said, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. Hate all not candy corn. how that corn. works. <laughs> now I will trust no candy corn ever again. No candy corn. <laughs> now every piece of candy corn I taste will remind me exactly. of the turkey flavored candy corn. <laughs> yep. That is exactly what will happen. Uh, all right, gang. So today is election day, and uh, we've, we've talked about that a lot on the show already, <laughs> but we're going to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, specifically, we're going to talk about an article that uh, the Gospel Coalition put out called Why Americans, uh, Why Many Americans Will Be Shocked on Election Day. 
So let me just read a little bit of what uh, author Trevin Wax wrote. As Amos 7.14 says, I am not a prophet or the son of a prophet. I do not know who will win the presidential election. And even though I'm fascinated by various data points and pundit analysis that lay out different paths to either candidate's victory, and even if I have an inkling as to how things will turn out, you won't see me leaving my lane in order to make public predictions about who will be in the White House come January. But there is something that I can predict with nearly absolute certainty. Many Americans will be terribly and totally shocked by the election results. Why? Three reasons. Because fewer and fewer Americans live in communities or have close friendships with people who vote differently than they do. Because fewer and fewer Americans trust the polls and surveys that signal the state of the race. And because social media algorithms exacerbate and reinforce pre-existing political impressions. In other words. That was a lot of big words for me. We all live in an echo chamber. If you live in an area where everybody, most people that you know is, are voting for Trump, then likely your Facebook feed is also filled with people who mostly will be voting for Trump. Are you okay? You're having a bad reaction from the banana? <laughs> that or she's just sick about this election, guys. Uh, it's maybe a mix of both. <laughs> I think it was stuck in my back teeth. <laughs> it's like a second helping. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. great. <laughs> Save some for later. Like, <laughs> like the election. <laughs> stuck in my craw all year. <laughs> I just never escape it. Um, so over the past few decades, Americans have increasingly self-segregated politically, uh, is what it's saying, to the point that now most Americans live in landslide counties. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our, our county is heavily Trump, but we're one of few in New Mexico that right. lean heavily Trump. Yeah. Um, we're, we're kind of this weird tail end of the Bible belt. Right. Tail end of the conservative line here. We're technically Texas. Yeah, I mean, we're 10 minutes from the border. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that ha that has become the case pretty much all over America is that people have moved and shifted to areas that have a heavy population of people that believe the same way they do. Mm -hmm. That's why California, New York, you can guarantee and have for many, many years now, those are going to go Democratic because Democrats have overwhelmingly moved there. Mm -hmm. over the years and that's kind of what's been happening to texas in the last few years we've been seeing that happen with texas and more and more democrats are moving into texas and texas is becoming closer and closer to flipping blue yeah and there's even fear that that might happen in this election among republicans um bill bishop in a book written with uh, robert cushing calls this the big sort they observe Americans becoming more and more polarized as each election passes, in part because landslide counties, where a candidate receives upward of 20% or more of the vote, have become the norm in both rural and urban America. In other words, many Americans live not in red and blue counties anymore, but in super red and super blue regions. Mm -hmm. uh, David Wasserman writes in reference to the 2016 election, if you feel like you hardly know anyone who disagrees with you about Trump, you're not alone. Chances are the election was a landslide in your backyard. 
So here's what the map looked like in 2016. Of the nation's 3,113 counties, or county equivalents, just 303 were decided by single-digit margins, less than 10%. Wow. Less than 300, like essentially 300. 10% of those counties were like close races. In contrast, 1,096 counties fit the description in 1992. So a third in 1992's race were close races, toss-ups, essentially. Um, even though the election featured a wider national spread. And so during the same period, the number of extreme landside counties, uh, those decided by margins exceeding 50 percentage points, exploded from 93 in 1992 to 1,196, over a third of the nation's counties in 2016. So over a third now are super red or super blue right you can always pretty much count on one way or the other uh, and this trend is likely to continue and the effects might intensify as many businesses shift to working remotely uh, both liberals and conservatives show a tendency to want to migrate to communities where they would fit in better uh, so we also have the online sorting it's not just true of geographical location. Our online preferences reinforce this big sort idea. Uh, consider the Lifeway Research and ERLC civility study that shows 48% of evangelicals by belief agree that they prefer to follow or befriend people on social media who have similar thoughts on social and political issues, which is not surprising. Right. People generally befriend others with similar interests and outlooks. Uh, but consider the statement about one prefer, one's preferred way uh, of getting news. 53% agree with the statement, I trust news more if it's delivered by people who have similar thoughts on social and political issues as me. Okay. To me, that just seems... Very, uh, the, uh, the only word that I can think of is immature. To only trust news from a yeah. source that is considered either your cons conservative or liberal. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I just think it's very childish. But then again, I think o overall I agree with you. But this election, I'm not sure... <laughs> That that's Listen, changed, <laughs> or that's the same. This year, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> the election is just a small part. Because <laughs> this year, I really don't trust almost all news media. And that's the thing. <laughs> and I'm talking both liberal and conservative. Yep. Like, it's so polarized, and, and both sides seem to ignore such big things on their own side, that it's hard to trust anybody. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing we used to have was like the Dredge Report, which used to kind of be a si semi-unbiased thing. And then we found out later, or a few months ago, that Matt Drudge sold the Dredge Report. And now whoever's running it is also leading heavy liberal. And so people who are like, huh, this used to be more balanced. What's going on? No, <clears throat> now the only thing that we can really count on is when we go to sources like the onion or Babylon B. That <laughs> that those things to tell are the future. false. <laughs> those things we can find humor in those things. We can know that those things aren't really happening. And I would rather read that than 
<laughs> except for the, I think, dozen times that the Babylon Bee has actually accurately predicted the political future, which That's is an true. article they posted a few months ago, <laughs> which is nuts. <laughs> We're living in a nutball. It's prophetic. Oh, it's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's prophetic. It's, yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> uh, but again, it's not surprising. As most people would rather have their worldviews confirmed than challenged. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the result is a myopic and distorted view of reality. We're left with impressions uh, from Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter delivered up by algorithms that create a narrative that may be far from the truth. Uh, the Trump supporters see video after video or large campaign rallies, Biden's frequent gaffes and anecdotal evidence of selective bits of data that point to a huge upset on Election Day. Biden supporters sees video after video of Trump saying something demeaning or silly, celebrity endorsements or the Democratic candidate and data points uh, that signal a landslide Biden win. <clears throat> Knowing that 74% of evangelicals are on Facebook at least a few times a week, according to certain studies, and knowing how these algorithms and filters work to tailor our feeds to our preferences, it's easy to see how those who spend time not only with their neighbors, but also online are likely to feel confirmed in their belief that their candidate just couldn't possibly lose tonight. These habits fuel conspiracy theories and make more plausible the idea that the election must be rigged. Mm -hmm. uh, and both Republicans and Democrats have openly entertained different versions of this theory. Yeah. <laughs> consistently. <laughs> I mean, there are always two sides to every coin. Yeah. And that I, I think that's why I always have such a difficult time every election year. Every time. Because I have such a hard time believing what's real and what's false and what's um, exaggerated and what's just there for a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I, it's not in the Bible who to vote for. Yeah. I mean, it is. But it's not. It's in the Bible what to vote for. Yes. <laughs> but then I can't even feel like, okay, well, this person says that his beliefs align with m many of my beliefs, but then I'm like, okay, but does he really? Or is it just a lie? Or is it just a fabrication to get our votes? I'm... It's exhausting. <laughs> it's very exhausting. Every four years, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So yeah, so after that first election that I voted in, which was George versus uh, George Bush versus Kerry, <clears throat> I remember me and my my youth pastor. He was my youth pastor for like the last year that I was in youth group. Me and him were having a discussion as it was leading up to the next election, mm -hmm. and uh, he was a Democrat and I was a Republican, and we both had like a a well thought out reason why yeah. we were what we were. And we had a legitimate, this was like the only civil discussion I've ever had on politics. We had a legitimate discussion about why we were each one. You know, he, he chose the Democrat because he saw the Democratic Party as ones that truly cared for the poor, that gave money to the disenfranchised, made that part of their big platform. That's, that's what they really want. You know, I would, you know, counter that, yeah, that's a fantastic thing, but it's not supposed to be taken from us. We're supposed to be freely giving that. And that would mean making sure that we have more money in our pocket to give us that opportunity to be generous mm -hmm. as opposed to just having it taken 
from us by the government and then right. doled out without our consent and where it goes, uh, all that kind of stuff. That was just one of the main things that I remember. Uh, but that also brought up the fact that, well, a lot of Republicans don't. A lot of Republicans make more money than they give uh, by a huge exponential amount. Uh, and rich people do tend to get richer. Now, <clears throat> one of the one of the things that has been so remarkable about remarkable about this last four years is that as rich people have gotten richer, something that's always promised by Republicans is that as rich people get richer, it'll kind of trickle down, and the lower classes will get richer too. And that really hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. But this time around. Every class got more money. It wasn't yeah. trickle down. It was just everybody was making more money yeah. and keeping more money. There were less taxes, less regulations, less hassle. Money was given, and it kind of worked for the first time ever. But before that, when we were having this discussion, it hadn't really worked. Yeah. That trickle down didn't really work. Rich got richer. Poor stayed where they were. Middle class kind of stayed where they were, um, with a few exceptions. And so we had this back and forth uh, over the course, I think, of about a week and a half just having different conversations every now and then about different topics between the two. And we eventually both came to the same conclusion of, yeah, neither one of these parties is actually a Christian party. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't just vote straight Republican or straight Democrat. Uh -huh. We should research each candidate based upon what they believe and what they will enforce and, you know, what they'll uphold. And that's, that's where I've always stood. Yeah. I have a really difficult time saying that I'm affiliated with one party versus another. Right. I, re I genuinely do. Um, and I've always had the mindset of, I really need to vote for the person, not the party. And that requires me to know about the person. Well, I feel like it gets harder and harder every single year to truly know and feel like I can trust the information that I'm receiving about the person. Absolutely, yeah. Which makes it harder to decide. <laughs> to make that decision, yeah. Yeah. And so, just like it felt like last year, this year it kind of feels like a just close your eyes and blindly pull the lever. Yeah. <laughs> and hope. <laughs> and that's why it's so dangerous. Exactly. To have this nation be so split apart and so... Like, I remember seeing this chart uh, a couple years ago about how, uh, I think it was about the Senate. It was about the Senate where, you know, things would come, bills would come up or whatever, and there would always be like a few people on the left that would never vote for, you know, a conservative thing, and a few people on the right that would never vote for a liberal thing. But like most people in the middle, they come to some sort of understanding and agreement, and most things would pass if they were generally, genuinely considered to be you know, kind of a nonpartisan thing. Right. But now the the map is like 80% of both sides of the Senate or the House are in that, nope, unless it's a full liberal thing or unless it's a full conservative thing, we're not voting for it. Mm -hmm. And there's only like a handful of people in the middle who are willing to even talk things out. Yeah. And that is why very little gets done in American politics these days, and the things that do get done are extremely controversial and partisan because the only things that ever get passed get passed whenever one side, one party, has full control over the House and Senate and the presidency. Yeah. And that's also why the whole Supreme Court thing has been such a kerfuffle 
because kerfuffle, uh, kerfuffle, because the Supreme Court has leaned uh, liberal yeah. for pretty much as long as we've been alive. And now with Amy Coney Barrett being uh, sworn in, in addition to the other two that Trump has brought in during this term, it now leans conservative. Mm-hmm. For the first time in, like, I think it's like 80 years. For the first time in 80 years, the Supreme Court is leaning conservative. And because it's a change from the norm of what pretty much everyone in the House and the Senate have lived in for all or most of their life, because I don't think there are that many that are over 80 in the Senate. There are plenty that are. (laughs) But uh, for most of their life, now that's being challenged. Now that's being changed. And it's not seen as, okay, well, I guess now it's their turn. It's being seen as everything we cherish and hold dear and everything that is right is at stake. Yeah. And so that's why we have like AOC saying we should pack the court. That's why Donald Trump is being asked that, or not Donald Trump, Biden is being asked that question and having a hard time really answering because what do we do? You know, how do we get get that back? Um, And again, I'm not trying to pile on one candidate or the other, but these are the things that are happening that that are showcasing how split apart we are we see um we i think we see we see it every election with people like stealing signs of the opposing candidate or you know spray painting things uh you know all that kind of stuff but this year it's like there have been people that have been killed for like wearing a maga hat or people that have been beaten up just for admitting that they voted for for Trump at some point, and I'm I mean I'm sure that there have been other instances going the other direction too. I just don't have any of those in my mind. Um, but the fact that we're so polar opposite that now it's a like your choice in candidate makes me think I have the justification to hurt you or even kill you. You can't get much further polarized than that. Yeah. And it's sad. Yeah. It's, I I don't know. It's incredibly disheartening to think that that is the nation that we have become. And it's, it's honestly frightening of, you know, this has been brought out many times as a, you know, a fear mongering tactic of uh, possible civil, civil war over these things. I feel like we're at a point where that's a legitimate possibility if Donald Trump wins or if Biden wins. I am afraid of what comes after tonight or what comes after we have a decision in this country. Because last time Donald Trump won and we had riots for weeks just because they were upset. Well, here's the good thing. <laughs> you know, last time Donald Trump won, college students, high school students, no, not high school students, college students were given time off. <laughs> mental health days. Mental health days. <laughs> um, you know, thanks to COVID, they already have time off. Yeah. Maybe they're all mentally healthy. It's Or maybe it's working the opposite direction. That's... <laughs> If there's anything that we could learn from 2020, it's that too much time off is not good. 
It ends very poorly. Yeah. Uh, so how should we respond as a church? Getting back to this article here. Huh. Uh, first, we must remind ourselves that our king is not up for election, that our faith is global, not national, and that our politics, while important, are not ultimate. In other words, we lift up the prominence of King Jesus in our thinking and demote the politics of this world. We are to engage in the political process out of love for neighbor, not out of fear or anger. We vote, we serve, we participate, but we do so as exiles and sojourners, not as people who pin all our hopes to any party or politician. I'm going to need you to copy and paste that and send it to me. (laughs) That's going to be my status all day. Uh, second thing he writes here is it's possible that church going evangelicals are more likely than other Americans to come into contact with people with different political beliefs. Furthermore, 58% say that they have someone they would consider a close friend who differs from them in having a very different political view. This means the church has a grand opportunity to show a watching world what a community looks like where allegiance to Christ transcends the political differences of the current moment. We can push back against the trend of making nearly everything in life political and of reducing people to their political views. Mm -hmm. Good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So whatever happens tonight or in the coming months, (laughs) don't be shocked. Be settled. Firm in your faith. Kind in your convictions. Gracious in your words. Generous in your actions. We belong to a community that believes there's no election shock and surprise that compares with Easter morning. Mm-hmm. This is an article by Trevin Wax uh, on the Gospel Coalition. I don't always read the Gospel Coalition, but this one is a good one. Mm-hmm. Why many Americans will be shocked on Election Day. Guys, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I know that I'm going to stay up as late as things are going on to find out. Um, but either way, this too will pass, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> It will. I mean, how, it, how I, much worse could 2020 get? Or am I just daring 2020 you're just daring to just 2020 prove me wrong? <laughs> See, that's where we are two very different people. You're like, how much worse can it get? And I'm like, eh, it's 2020. Well, yeah. I mean, there's no limit. There's there, no limit to it. There isn't. <laughs> you well, think I'm there's a bottom even... and then that bottom drops out and there's another lower bottom underneath. Yep. I'm not even sure that it's going to end after 2020. So, you know. We'll, yeah, you've we'll been see. banging that drum for a while. Just cutting I'll out keep, all the hope. I'll keep banging it. <laughs> uh, so hang in there, guys. This political season's almost over. Mm-hmm. And we can start yelling at each other for other things. Yeah. So in light of that, uh, you you may be worried that your vote doesn't even matter. Uh, you You may have the objection now that that no one vote after all will make a difference in this election or political decision uh so why bother casting a vote that has no meaning the first thing to say about such an objection is that it's it's an odd way to think about doing anything uh with a communal element i may decide not to recycle because my individual effort alone will not clean the environment nor will my modest charitable gift solve poverty in my community let alone my country or the world Yet the combined efforts of Christians can have a staggering effect when taken together, when individuals do not think of their actions entirely through an individualistic lens. And of course, we're not telling you who to vote for. We aren't a politically charged group or ministry, but we are encouraging you to go vote. All right. We are going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we answer a question you've been dying to ask us. We're sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> More Back Row Morning Show to come. Stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. Uh, But first, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question. If you were to remove one social media app from your phone, which would it be and why? This is easy. What's your answer? TikTok. (laughs) That would imply that it's on your phone. It is on my phone. (laughs) I downloaded it just so I can delete it. No. That's kind of where I am. And it's funny because, oh my word. One of my lunch duty classes is a fifth grade class. Yeah. And because we're so small with hybrid, you know, I, I get this opportunity to really get to know these kids, you know, because I only have five yeah. in there. And every day they all call me Miss Mo. Miss Mo, you got TikTok, right? Yes, I have TikTok. What's your username? Can I follow you on TikTok? No, you absolutely may not follow me on TikTok. <laughs> but why? Because. What's your username? Let me go follow you. Let me go see all the things that you're doing on TikTok. And they're like, no, that's okay. You don't need to see. Yeah, you're right. I don't need to see. Because I would be highly disappointed at all the moves y'all are doing on TikTok. The, your, your response implies to me that you are also doing things. On TikTok that you don't want the children to see. Um, <laughs> there's only one quish- questionable TikTok, and it's not anything that I did. It might have been something I said. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. And it wasn't that I said it. I just mouthed, mouthed it. it. Yeah. As somebody else said it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And my TikTok was public until one of the youth members followed me and liked that video. And I instantly had like a panic attack where I was like, (laughs) (laughs) why did I post this? Why did I post this? I thought it was funny at the time. Oh, gosh. It was funny, but it's not funny now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mine would be Twitter if I had to, because I hate it. I hate Twitter. Twitter just gets worse and worse every day. Uh, if I didn't have to run social media accounts for this show and for the radio station, I'd be gone like roadrunner gone. Like you see smoke, a smoke outline of me gone. Like and I'm a already train. a mile away. Gone. Like yesterday. Gone. Like a soldier in the civil war. <laughs> bang, bang. Gone, That's an old country. Like song. yesterday is gone. Like high school dreams are gone. Ooh. Like childhood sweets are gone. It's a Sonic Flood song, not Sonic Flood, Switchfoot song. Oh, gone. 
like Frank Sinatra, like Elvis and his mom, like Al Pacino's something. <laughs> I don't remember. It's a good song. Maybe I'll find it and we'll play it. <laughs> hey, we should. Uh, let's end with our verse for the day. Mm, verse for the day is Luke ten twenty seven, And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. That is going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got some amazing articles on all things nerdy as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If if you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash give and choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. Uh, and please appease our codependency tendency <laughs> and follow us on all the socials at at the back row LTN at LTN on air and at love thy nerd and the back row morning show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor go follow us there too back row Baptist church so search us out and join in on the fun Mo's the rhyme animal <laughs> uh, lastly just in case you ever miss a day find the back row morning show on Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. subscribe rate five stars and leave a review something of all the lines of I love it We'll be back tomorrow morning right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. with an encore at 9 a.m. Central. Have a great day. Mo, what's your final thought? Just vote. Do it, do it, guys. Do it now. Right now. Stop what you're doing and go now. You did this last week. And remember. Just go vote. If nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus loves you there.